This is Communications Officer Jim Minns. On the podcast this week... The, the policies and the procedures and so on, uh, flexibility, all those things, they come from the union pushing for that. And they don't come from just management going, oh, look, here's a great idea. It comes from us pushing this stuff. Yeah. So we push it, and then we back it up by supporting people and getting it when, when there's a problem. We re-answer the questions that were written into the Sydney Morning Herald's employment advice column. Got a Minute is the employment advice column from the Sydney Morning Herald. Each week, executive coach and public speaker Dr Kirsten Ferguson answers readers' questions about workplace issues and gives advice on how best to solve them. On October 27th, the communications team here at the PSA noticed someone from a government agency had written into the column seeking advice on a workplace matter that related to unfair treatment from their employer. The advice given by Dr Ferguson goes against everything that the Public Service Association recommends and did not include the obvious, which was to seek advice from your union. So instead, we have enlisted the PSA's industrial officer, Nick Player, with years of experience of advocacy for workers in industrial issues to give us his two cents on how the union would best answer this question for someone in need in the public service. And on a side note, please excuse my lack of voice, I have battled a non-COVID cold this past week. Okay, I'm here with Nick Player from the PSA. Can you tell us your job description here at the PSA, Nick? Yeah, I'm an industrial officer uh, with the PSA uh, and I have coverage of uh, uh, several uh, departments uh, in the public service. Fantastic, Nick. Now, listen, the reason we got you in on the podcast today is because there's a series of letter-writing articles where members of the public write in for industrial advice to the Sydney Morning Herald. In this back and forth, Dr Kirsten Ferguson answers the questions that people have. One of the questions was as follows, and I quote, I work for a large government agency. The internal messaging, even before COVID-19, has been strong on staff well-being with flexible working arrangements available to us. I recently turned 60 and started working part-time, three days a week under a formal policy that helps us transition to retirement. Shortly after, my new manager decided they were not happy with this arrangement, and I was told it did not suit operational needs as they couldn't fill the other two days with a new hire. I was given two weeks' written notice to return to work full-time. What are your thoughts on organisations whose actions don't match their policies on the individuals in organisations who can override inconsistently applied policies? Now, The Herald goes on to answer the question in a specific way, which we think deflects from the obvious, which would be to join the union. But we wanted to get an industrial officer's uh, thoughts on how you would go about answering this question for this person who works for a government organisation or a government agency. Okay, well, I think the the point join the union is the key here. And I think it's also important to take on board that uh, uh, flexible arrangements and policies around that uh, often stem from negotiation with the union. The union has a major part in ensuring those sorts of things occur. And when we're talking about policies, uh, policies will often be used by agencies uh, against an employee. Uh, The employee has to adhere to it, so the management have to adhere to it too. Um, We're very much involved in supporting people getting through those processes. Um, uh, My view in regard to that would be um, if they are a member of the union, uh, they can seek our assistance in regard to that, and that can be in many ways. Uh, one of the things I could do for somebody would be to uh, ring, up, ring up the manager on um, that person's behalf or ring up somebody more senior to that manager on that person's behalf. That's very much a thing that we do. Uh, we have, uh, in doing our role, we have contacts in agencies. We know who to talk to. Uh, we know how to deal with that appropriately for them. Um, if that didn't resolve the issue... We could look at other ways of pressing that. Uh, sometimes matters lead to the Industrial Relations Commission. Uh, so we can press a point uh, quite strongly 
and push it through to uh, uh, what in most cases is a very good conclusion for our members. Um, we work very closely with what our member wants as well. So we are guided by our member in terms of how we go about things and how far we go and what strategy we use. But yeah, we can very much advocate for our members. It's right. So advocacy is a major role that the union plays for the employee uh, to speak on their behalf, to do virtually all the fighting on their behalf, which is interesting because one of the counter uh, suggestions that um, Dr. Ferguson writes back to the reader in her response answer is, you might like to think about whether you want to ask for this decision to be reviewed. So putting the onus on the person themselves to represent themselves in the government agency and do all the fighting and heavy lifting on their own without any support. What, what does the PSA think about that stance? Yeah, look, um, we try to make our members strong in a system in uh, doing things of that nature to some degree. Mm. Um, we want a stronger membership. We want strong employees who can advocate for themselves, but it's not that easy. Sure. Uh, and one of the things that, uh, that we can do, as I said before, is advocate on their behalf. Yeah. We can also, in terms of if they're putting forward something to management, we can either put it through on their behalf, we can help them develop it, make it uh, more appropriate and more helpful in getting that result thereafter. Uh, so our assistance can be uh, in the background, helping them do that, or very much in the forefront. Yeah. Uh, we work with our members, we're guided by them in terms of what they want with that, but we are here to do this stuff. We've uh, done it forever. Yeah. We know the things that work and we can use that expertise and give that to our members, uh, as I said, um, in the background to help them develop something themselves or absolutely in front, taking that on. As an advocate for workers' uh, rights um, and what they're entitled to in the workplace, is this the type of advice that, uh, that pains you in the sense that it gives the complete wrong uh, information to potential members or actual members of our union that can be represented in the workplace? Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, uh, it is actually putting it back on the member. It's right. not making them aware of the massive support they can get. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's our role. We put that. We provide that support, and I think we provide it well. We've yeah. got years of history. <laughs> years of history. We've got hundreds of years of history, right. and uh, our membership, our employees here, uh, myself being one of them, have got years of experience. We've also got uh, within the agency uh, so access to so much advice and strength and, and knowledge. Uh, so we're here, why, why, don't, why wouldn't a person use us and why wouldn't uh, somebody giving advice direct them to us, the people who know this stuff, the people yeah. who are there to advocate? That's our role. We are the representative body for employees in the workplace. The, the policies and the procedures and so on, uh, flexibility, all those things, they come from the union pushing for that. Yeah. Um, they're sensible things. We're sensible people. We look at what supports our members, yeah. what tries to get family-friendly, uh, supportive arrangements uh, yeah. in the workplace. And they don't come from just management going, oh, look, here's a great idea. It comes from us pushing this stuff. Yeah. So we push it. And then we back it up by supporting people and getting it when, when there's a problem. Yeah. And is there sort of merit in the thinking that uh, you should engage with how you think the workplace should be for your circumstance, not directly to management, but perhaps to the union, so that the union can advocate that on your behalf? Absolutely. I mean, the, uh, we also have processes uh, uh, called joint consultative committee meetings, which is one of the structured meetings you have with management to, uh, in many cases. Sometimes they balk at that. But yeah. uh, uh, those sorts of arrangements where we are 
negotiating, uh, looking at different issues and so on, and negotiating uh, more wider outcomes and so on. We also look at policies and procedures and all the different things which impact on the employee in the workplace. So um, we can engage in that way. Yeah. Uh, and members should talk to us yeah. in terms of what they want. That's what we're here for. Yeah. We don't ne- we don't talk to management and, and negotiate things without the members telling us what they're after. Yeah. Uh, we talk back and forth to them. It's a consultation. Uh, we consult with our members um, a lot more than what uh, employees consult with their employees. Totally. So the bottom line really is join the union. So you can get an advocate on your side and none of this is on your shoulders to solve. Absolutely. That's what it's about. Right. So if we were to reframe the answer that was given in the Sydney Morning Herald, we would scrap it effectively and say the first step would be to... Contact your union. Get advice from your union. Get that support. Call the PSA CPSU New South Wales today on 1300 772 679. That's 1300 772 This is a weekly podcast and you can subscribe to the PSA CPSU podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jim Minns. Thanks again and you'll hear from us next week.